All right, uh, so the weather is quite sultry today as I'm moving into the living room and looking out into an extremely hot and sunny day the likes of which I never used to dream of as a kid you can probably hear the road you can't really hear the sun can you except perhaps in my voice as the sunlight comes and hits my chest and warms me up and gives me energy when you think that that sunlight left the sun eight minutes ago eight minutes it took eight minutes that's about the time it takes a professional runner to run three thousand meters eight minutes three thousand meters in eight minutes we think that's pretty fast don't we three thousand meters in eight minutes I mean that is fast for a human but I want to tell you something else that's really really fast and that's light light doesn't travel 3,000 meters in eight minutes no it travels 300 million meters in one second that light is fucking pardon my French hard as nails it is that light hard as nails it is maybe you think light's a weak thing what's light ever done to me well you'd be thinking differently if you were anywhere near the sun you'd be burnt think about it light traveling at the speed funnily enough of light takes eight minutes to get from the sun to the earth goes through the atmosphere and then hits our skin and we go out us English we go out and we lie down on the beach and we receive that light and we go red we go red in how long five minutes flat I've been there I've been on the beach in Marbella or more pertinently I was by a pool lay down for half an hour and my skin burnt eight light minutes away is our sun 
but it comes and burns us. So if you think that light is just a lightweight, this is going around the universe and saying, or some other weird sound like some sort of hippie. I'm going to tell you that light is nothing like that at all. Light is hard as nails. You don't want to mess with it. I mean, there's the visual aspect of light that we can see. That's very, very, very little. I can tell you, there are some aspects of light you would not believe. Excuse me while I put on a brew of coffee. At one end, we have red. And the other end, we have violet. Do you remember the rhyme? Richard of York gave battle in vain. That's how you remember the colours. Richard of York gave battle in vain. Red, orange, yellow. Green, blue, indigo, violet. That's the order in the rainbow. Now then, I'm going to show you a very, very interesting way in which you can understand how to remember Richard of York gave battle in vain and what it means. Because at one end of that we've got red. Now you might have heard of the expression infrared. Infrared is basically heat. It's what our bodies emit. You've heard of an infrared camera that can pick up people, yeah? You find people with an infrared camera because they emit heat, more heat than their surroundings. So we call that infrared. Now infrared's quite low energy because have you ever felt your own chest? It's not very warm, is it? No, it's not very warm at all, but it emits nonetheless this radiation called infrared. Now at the other end, we have the violet, of course. So Richard of York gave battle in vain. The vein violet. Now, the violet, what is the violet? Well, you might have heard of ultraviolet. In fact, if you're a literary person, you might have heard of ultraviolence, which is from the famous book by Anthony Burgess. Is it Anthony Burgess? Who wrote A Clockwork Orange. The film with uh, Andy McDowell, I believe, is the main character. Andy McDowell? I think that's right. I might have got confused. But anyway, the point is, ultraviolet, ultraviolet, that end of the spectrum, we call it a spectrum of light, has a lot of energy. Lots of energy. It's like the... Uh, the Usain Bolt of the visible light spectrum. A lot of energy. Or the Wayne Sleep, for those of you who are a little bit older. But nobody will understand that reference. So, now the ultraviolet energy 
it's got a lot of energy ultraviolet light rather it's got a lot of energy and what that means is where does that energy come from where does that energy come from you might think Oof. I'm going to show you how you're going to figure out what that energy is. The reason why it's got a lot of energy is because it's got a higher frequency. Now you might think, well why would a higher frequency mean more energy? Well I'm going to tell you why. Simple fact of the matter is, imagine that light is like a wave it's going up and down, up and down. It's moving, moving through the air very quickly. Air, or doesn't have, doesn't need air actually. It could be moving through uh, a vacuum of space. Space isn't really a vacuum, but you know, it's close. It doesn't need a medium. Light doesn't need medium. It's its own thing. It's its own wave that waves around. Getting a bit Brian Cox there for a minute. I must apologise. So, the light is moving in this wave, and it's moving up and down, it's moving up and down. That's the way to visualise it, it's not quite like that really, but you know, it's moving up and down like a wave. I want you to imagine a cycle of moving as being like a boxer, yeah? I don't know, like Mike Tyson, do you remember Mike Tyson? Very, very good boxer, very quick. Yeah, so Mike Tyson would be, he would be an ultraviolet, ultraviolet boxer, wouldn't he? He'd be very quick. And then maybe some of the other boxers you've seen around, a bit slower, you know, not so violent. So you're more likely to win a boxing fight, I think, if you're quick, aren't you? So imagine those quick punches going in. You've seen pictures of a boxer hitting a punch bag really quickly, yeah? And what the boxer's doing is he's releasing more energy per second with his punches if he has more of his punches, yeah? So there's, there's actually more energy going through there. And it's the same, it's the same with waves. So if those waves go up and down and more punches, it's got more energy. And that's why our ultraviolet energy or waves has got more energy okay and that's how you remember it more energy now another important thing to remember about this is there's a relationship between the number of beats that there are of the wave per second which we call frequency the relationship between that and the wavelength, yeah? So if you imagine wavelength, uh, think about punching, try, try doing a bit of a punching action. What happens when you're doing the punching if you go faster? Yeah? What you'll find is that as you go faster, if you were moving along and going faster, in a direction as you were running then you'd find that another property which we call the wavelength would decrease as you go faster 
And there's actually a very interesting relationship we've got here. That in fact, if you multiply the frequency of a wave by its wavelength, then you get a constant. And uh, guess what that constant is? Yes, you've guessed it, it's the speed of light. Because if you think about it, if something's moving in a direction like a wave, yeah, imagine the waves coming in off the ocean. Let's assume that they're behaving in a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Consistent fashion. So they're moving like this. I'm moving my hand around so you can't see. But moving up and down. You know, we all, we all know what a wave is, don't we? What we call, it's what we call a sinusoidal wave. Okay, but this is a wave. This is a smooth wave. Okay? And that's moving in a direction. Up and down, up and down. And the distance between the peaks or the distance between the troughs doesn't really matter how you measure it that distance is the wavelength okay so you can imagine a wavelength of one meter let's say yeah and this and you can imagine the frequency at which you're doing those uh, those movements up and down yeah so the wavelength is in meters, typically, yeah? We measure distance in meters, a meter. Hold your arms out in front of you. Spread them a little bit more, that's roughly a meter, okay? Depends how tall you are, but it would be somewhere up around your, uh, your hip or a bit up to your waist, that would be roughly a meter as well. Um, okay, that's a meter one meter of distance you know it's a standard measure um and then we've got the frequency which is it's a strange unit it's one over a second strictly speaking we say it's a number of cycles per second some number of cycles yeah like a bicycle number of cycles per second so you multiply the number of cycles per second you multiply it by that distance it's the distance of one cycle, in a way we should say that's a, the unit of a metre per cycle. So multiply those two together, metre per cycle times a cycle per second, we get a metre per second. And then that tells you it's a velocity, first of all. And in the case of light and a what we call electromagnetic radiation. It's a long word, which we'll come to in a minute. In the case of light, we multiply those two together and the velocity we come up with is always the speed of light. So what that means is that the higher the frequency, the smaller the wavelength and when you get down to really small wavelengths and high frequencies 
you've got more energy because you've got the boxer there. The boxer on the front of the wave is punching away. So you get more power, more energy. So we've got the ultraviolet and we keep on going up, up in ultraviolet upwards and we get more damaging waves the further we go. And then as we go down the other way, we get less damaging waves. So you can go online, you can have a quick look at what a typical, if you type in on your phones, electromagnetic spectrum, and you'll come up with a, a nice chart. And it will show you how the frequency increases and the power increases. And if you look at one end of the chart, you'll see radio waves. So radio waves have a long wavelength, a low frequency, and low energy. Then we have microwaves, like your microwave oven. A slightly higher frequency. Um, but, uh, you know, not as high as, as light as the visible light that we see and in fact a lot lower energy than infrared and infrared as I say these are the waves that we emit all the time because we're we've got a reasonably hot body in fact everything in the universe emits infrared waves and the reason why everything emits infrared waves is um, because not everything in the universe is black If you look up into the night sky when the sun's not out and there's no moon, it's very, very dark. Uh, you get a lot of light pollution these days. But generally speaking, if it weren't for the stars, it would be just black, really. You go out into space. If you go up in a rocket and you go into space, you generally see it as a very black space. Black everywhere apart from the occasional small points of light. So this is why they say the average temperature in space is, I think it's about two degrees above absolute zero, two degrees Kelvin. Very, very low temperature. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the average, including things such as the suns, or whether it's just the average of space without suns I don't know but then when you get matter together in big clumps then you get very very high temperatures so in in any star such as our our Sun you get very very high temperatures even on the surface of our Sun which is can be quite a low temperature it's still 5,000 degrees Kelvin very high Anyway, I'm digressing. So after the infrared, so you've got the uh, radio waves, microwaves and infrared. You should come up with an acronym for this, really. R-M-I-V-U-X-G. Because 
After the visual spectrum, we've got the ultraviolet, the UV. It's quite damaging for the skin, um, so you have to be careful with that. X-rays then. X-rays also can be quite damaging. X-rays are emitted by uh, radioactive decay. Um, so they are quite dangerous, but in low dosages, which we do use sometimes for medicinal purposes, X-rays can be useful for imaging. So a classic idea of an X-ray. In fact, the story behind the discovery of X-rays is quite interesting because uh, they were discovered when somebody put his keys in a drawer with a photographic plate and an X-ray source. And then he uh, developed the plate and found that his keys, picture of his keys, had been transposed onto the plate. So that was how X-rays were discovered by accident. It's the way that things go in science um, on occasion. So that's uh, the story of X-rays, and then we've got at the other end gamma rays again. Gamma rays, quite high energy rays, the sort of rays that will actually be quite damaging to human life in high dosages. Um, sort of rays that come out of uh, when we have uh, degradation of nuclear, um, when we get to nuclear um, explosions, when nuclear material degrades. So. The process by which nuclear material degrades, we, we basically have uh, an unstable isotope of a particular type of substance. Um, what happens is this basically, as, as you get bigger and bigger with atoms, they can become unstable, it becomes more difficult to pack the protons and the neutrons into the, into the nucleus. So they start to become unstable and they will basically quite easily destabilize and fall apart given a bit of a push um, and push out protons and neutrons from the center of the atom to become different substances and as they do that they create these gamma rays very high energy gamma rays so that's basically it um, you know, the chart that you'll see will say will show the visible spectrum as well and what you will also see is an idea of the wavelength so across that spectrum I've just described give you an idea the longest wavelength is I'm just trying to see if this is in meters may not be actually so put the unit Right, you might have just been heard an interruption there. I'm sorry about that. That was my um, phone going off. I've got an unusual call. That was my wife just saying that my son's arrived. So I'm just going to pause the recording for a short time. I'll go and pick up my son and then I'll come back and finish off the last five minutes or so. Sammy, let's go. Vamos. 
Let's go, my love. You coming? Vamos. Come on, Gracias, Okay, let's get lift, shall we? Here we go, you ready? Muy bien. How you doing? You okay? How was your day at school? Not uh Not so? Okay, Sammy, should we, uh, do you want to take a seat? What do you want to do, pinta or... or película? Film? Okay. So that was me just picking up my son from his bus, uh, which he gets over to our door every day. Um, and uh yeah let's go back then and just have a little bit of a recap about waves you might ask the question why are we talking about waves in such a way the concepts are actually really really simple as I say, you've got wavelength and you've got frequency. You multiply the two together and you get the, the velocity of the wave. And that goes really pretty much for any wave you care to think of. And there's a sort of a theory going around the world that we are all waves of some sort. In fact, in physics, there's this idea that we can be both particles and waves. We only really see this at the sort of the atomic and the subatomic scale. But this sort of wave-particle duality of life is supposedly ever-present. So that's why waves are interesting, interesting thing to study. And of course, you can think about waves in different contexts. You can think about sound waves. So I'm recording this episode on my phone. And uh, I'm transmitting information to you through my voice. And that information is not being transmitted by me in the form of uh, light waves, radiation, no, it's been transmitted because I'm basically vibrating some membranes in my throat that's getting transmitted up into my mouth and I am then moving the muscles of my face to articulate something that we call language. 
So we communicate through what we call verbal language in this way. It's very likely that we were verbal at the same time that we became gestural as a species. But either way you look at it, we're transmitting information to each other. And in some way, if we analyse that information, whether it be visual information that we receive through visual light, whether it may be the warmth that we transmit to each other when we give each other a hug, infrared, or whether it may be through the food that we eat, in which case you're still getting some sort of chemical vibration that is causing us to have a sensation of taste or smell. Or whether we may use our sense of touch whereby sensors in our hands, for example, are sending information based on the proximity of our fingers to a surface. It's sending that information back to our brains, again through some sort of electrical wave. Everything that's happening through our senses is in some way connected to the idea of a wave. So think about that. We see the universe through waves of different types. In fact, internally, we transmit information from our bodies also through waves. Fascinating stuff. But that's all for me today. Um, until next time, this is Nick Neal on the Nick Neal Podcast.